think I think I'm coming down with something. I I I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's dating fatigue or oh, I'm just I'm just nauseous every every time I think about this friend. This my friend might mean you have a viral infection. You're on the Pretty Profound Podcast where I figuratively talk about the literal situations, communications, frustrations, aggravations, temptations, elation, and devastation associated with dating and relationships in a pretty profound way. So right now, many of us are at home and we are physically quarantined from our friends and from our loved ones. But I want us to think about that social emotional quarantine that we need to go through when you reflect on your relationships. So maybe you need to be quarantined from some of the lies, negativity, and insecurities that you face in your day-to-day lives. And when we talk about a virus, we're really talking about something that is microscopic. You cannot see it, but you can see the effects of it. You can even see the implications that it has on society. So, for example, right now with the coronavirus, you can't see it, but you can see how it's impacting your day-to-day life. And when we talk about it being microscopic and it being invisible, that gives it power. Because when you can't see something right away, it can attack you easily. And in this case, viruses invade our living cells. And our living cells are our hopes, our dreams, our desires, our just overall self-esteem. And I really like this word invade because it really puts emphasis on how all of that exists within us so that we not only survive, but so that we thrive. And when we have a viral infection, it diminishes our hopes and dreams. It attacks our self-esteem. Consider a few types of social viral infections that do this. So for example, I think the biggest one that we deal with is just negativity and toxic thoughts. Often we have, or I don't want to say this is the case for everybody, but you might have people in your life that tell you that you're not going to be able to achieve your goals or they make you second guess yourself. Or maybe you have a romantic relationship in which your partner makes you feel like you're less than. Now, everything I just noted is external, but sometimes you need to look at yourself because you might have those toxic thoughts that are diminishing your hopes, your dreams, your desires, and you might be beating yourself up and taking away from your self-esteem. So the thing to note about these viral infections is that they all spread. And so you, it might be external where you have friends that are negative and who don't uplift you, and then you internalize it. So now that spreads to you and you have those negative thoughts as well. Some, another viral infection that can spread are insecurities. So when we talk about insecurities, I want you to think about the fact that you might feel inadequate about how you look. You might feel inadequate about the your job or maybe your role as a lover, as a parent, or you might feel like you're not happy where you're at in life. And so you're thinking, well, insecurities. Those are in me. How can they spread to other people? Here's the problem. 
when you feel inadequate and maybe you have a partner who feels like I am uplifting you. I am, I feel like I'm contributing positively to your life, but then they look at you and you're just immersed in your negativity and you're just focused on how much you're like, I suck. They start looking at, they might look at themselves like, maybe I'm not that great of a partner if they feel that way. Maybe I suck too. Maybe I'm making them feel this way. And so now that insecurity is not only within you, but now your partner has possibly internalized it too. So insecurities can spread to other people and make people look inward. Next, I would say is distrust. And really distrust is a fatal disease. Because once you lose trust, there's a good chance you're looking at that you're looking at the death of that relationship possibly, or you need to put that relationship on a ventilator. Okay. Here's why. Trust, distrust spreads because at the end of the day, let's say that I'm going to the grocery store and you look at me and you're like, mm-hmm, you ain't going to the grocery store. You're going to see Jimmy Bob down the street. And I'm like, nah, I'm really just trying to get some almonds. I'm trying to get some eggs, some milk. But you think I'm about to, you know, get some almonds from Jimmy Bob. I'm going to start looking at you and thinking that you're the one that's up to no good. And maybe you're just projecting the things you do onto me. So distrust can spread because if you have a partner that doesn't trust you, you might start looking at them and thinking, actually, I don't trust you. And now that, you know, it, it becomes insecurity, one. You're both thinking each other. You know, you both believe that you're not honest. And now that has saturated the relationship and is taken away from possibly your desire to be with each other and your hope and your hopes and dreams that you might've had with that partner. Next is apathy. I think apathy is simple. Um, when you are with somebody and you act like you don't care or you tell them you don't care, it passes to them because now they're like, you know what? I don't care either. It is what it is, which to me is just the quote of apathy. And then the last viral infection where a part person can a lot of times be asymptomatic, I would say is generational trauma because you look at that person and you say, Oh, they're functional. They seem to be, you know, have, they seem to have a very meaningful life. I, I don't see the issue, but it's not until you provide a closer or, or provide a closer examination that you realize that that person has internalized that neglect. They've internalized feelings of abuse and that trauma. And now it is something that they are bringing into the relationship, but you don't know unless you're that person that is actually with them. And then you see how it manifests itself. So generational trauma is a viral infection and it can be passed down, obviously generation to generation. Also, I think it's important to note that the way that generational trauma can spread is the fact that at first it's usually like within a family unit, right? So maybe you've experienced, you know, feelings of abandonment and neglect from a parental figure, but then it expands or extends outside of that family unit because now in your friendships and in your romantic relationships, you're bringing that with you. And in a way, your worldview regarding relationships can be impacted because you're thinking to yourself, when is this person, when is this person going to abandon me? When is this person 
going to leave me or treat me like I am less than. And it's a viral infection because at the end of the day, what's happened to your hopes? What's happened to your dreams? Are you really holding on to them? Do you really have an optimistic look into the future if you feel like people are always going to abandon you and leave you? So that's one way that viruses can spread. And here are a few other ways that viruses can spread as well. You have airborne, you have through food, and you have through touch and bodily fluids. Now, when I think about a virus spreading through the air, I think of the energy that we put out into the atmosphere. I think about what we speak into existence. So this can be the scariest type of means to spread a virus because you're like, how do I avoid the air that I breathe, right? Well, that's how it is in relationships. If you're with a person who, it's just bad juju, like you never have good vibes around them. A lot of times you're like, well, I just, you, that's when you definitely need to be quarantined from that person because you can't avoid like their energy if you're in their space. Food. Hmm, I think about the messages and the images that you consume. So ask yourself when you are on Instagram, what are the types of posts that you follow? Are you looking at a bunch of couples and then saying to yourself, man, I wish I had that? Because if you're going through that social comparison, you're really setting yourself up to have insecurities. Also, are you, um, what are you reading? Like, are you just reading texts that make it seem like all men or all women are dogs or trash or untrustworthy people. I mean, if you're reading and watching things that feed into your cynicism, that feed into you being jaded, then you're just going to perpetuate the, you know, the ideologies and the feelings that you have regarding relationships. The next way that viruses can spread is through touch and bodily fluids. And when I think about this, it's really simple. We're talking about intimacy interactions, our physical space, the people that we allow into our physical space that make us vulnerable to infection, that make us susceptible to some of these diseases. Now, I would be remiss to not note the fact that, hey, yes, (laughs) metaphorically speaking, we need to be mindful of who we're intimate with and who we interact with, but literally we need to protect ourselves, okay? So when you think about your sexual interactions, please make sure you are using a condom. Please protect yourself. Don't say, oh, they look, they look fine. No, we're not doing that, okay? Um, Because there are real viruses, okay? And if you haven't gotten tested, get tested. But going back to the idea that maybe you need to use a social emotional condom to protect yourself as well. So be mindful of the people that you entertain, be mindful of the people that you're around and ask yourself, are they helping me progress in life? Are they contributing positively to my life? Because at the end of the day, if you're just interacting or allowing people into your life that only bring you stress, that's really going to, once again, diminish 
your hopes, your dreams, your desires, and your sense of self. So those are a few of the ways that viruses can spread. And there are some preventative measures that we can take to limit their spread. So one of the major preventative measures are vaccinations. And when we talk about vaccinations, it's the idea that you will not at all ever get that virus. Well, that that's really not the case. I think it's important to note that vaccinations are not 100%. And therefore, you can't say like, I will never deal with any insecurities. I will never feel or have feelings of distrust. I'm never going to deal with any of that. Really, in this case, we're really talking about how can you build up your immune system in such a way that you can recognize unhealthy patterns when it comes to relationships. You can recognize when a person is toxic and you're stronger and and you have the ability to leave them or to not even entertain them once you recognize, hey, you're going to take away from who I am and the things that I want out of life. That's really what prevention is in this case is how can we set ourselves up mentally? What can we tell ourselves? How can we establish certain values? And and how can we build up our self-esteem in such a way that we don't allow people to infect us or we don't allow their negativity to, you know, fester inside of us? Now, for some of you that are like, look... I've already let these people in my lives or I can't control, you know, my family or, or some of the people that I, I, you know, the hurt's already there. Here are a few treatments that you can take. One is just rest. Consider just being with yourself. You might need that solitude, not loneliness. Okay. Don't, don't call it loneliness. It is solitude. Just be with yourself, get to know yourself, embrace yourself. You don't always have to audition for other people. You don't always have to prove yourself to other people. Sometimes I take dating hiatuses because I feel like dating, it's like, hey, look at me, I'm a good partner. Are you a good partner? And it's just, it's draining. And I just have to say, you know what? I I need, I need a break. I need to rest. Another form of treatment is just, you know, dieting and exercising. So think about what it is that you are taking in. What is it that you're doing on the daily to strengthen yourself? Are you listening to empowering podcasts, affirmations, following maybe uplifting IG pages? Are you reading like books, whether they're self-help books or empowering um, literature? Those are all things that you can consume to help you build your immunity and to become stronger. Another treatment is medication, okay? At the end of the day, at the end of the day, sometimes you just need medicine. And what do they say? The truth is a hard pill to swallow. I think the truth is a pill that we all have to swallow, whether we have to swallow it or put it in the other end, you know, you got to take that pill. And here's why. 
Truth is going to let you know. It's going to help you see your patterns in behavior. Like you have to face the fact that you're vulnerable in certain ways. That's just the truth. If the truth is you have the tendency to give all of yourself to a person, face that. If the truth is you have the tendency to abandon your dreams when you get with a person, face that. If the truth is that you love yourself and you want to see yourself excel in life, face that. Because the truth is going to help you recognize what the issue is or what's great about yourself. And then you can operate from there. And then the last thing you might have to do as far as treatment is just let the fever run its course. Just let it run its course. Sometimes you have to go through the discomfort. You have to go through the pain. Sometimes you just have to cry and you just have to let it run its course. So here are your questions for self-reflection. The first question is really simple. Are you sick? Figuratively sick of the situation or person. You might be physically sick when you're around them. So when you think about maybe this person hurts you so bad that you just, oh, you're like, oh, like you're just physically sick when you see them. You're like upset. Or maybe you realize that a relationship is going to come to an end. And when you think about it, you feel that, you ever get that like hot feeling right below your heart and then your stomach gets kind of uneasy when you know like, oh my God, I think I'm about to go through like a breakup or this person is going to say something that is just really hurtful. You physically feel sick. Okay. The second question you have to ask yourself is are you emotionally and socially fatigued? So maybe you're not sick, but you're definitely tired. You've reached that point of apathy where you're like, I don't even have the like energy to deal with this anymore. You might be numb to the problem and you don't even face it. You're like, yeah, I've swallowed that pill truth and now I'm just numb. Third, what's being infected? This question is important because is it your mind? Is it your mentality that's being infected? Which maybe is making you feel less than, or maybe you're feeling like, you know what? I'm not going to be able to achieve some of these, these goals that I have. Or maybe it's your heart that's being infected. And the heartbreak is just, it's too much. And sometimes you question whether or not you can even go on hurting like you are. And then last, is there a remedy? And I think this, I can be a really jaded person. So sometimes I'm like, you know what? Not everything is lollipops and rainbows. It is what it is. You can't do anything about it. But I truly want to say that you, I truly want to believe there's a solution to the problem. That there is something you can do 
in order to heal. And whether that is that solitude and enjoying yourself or whether it's volunteering and helping other people or having a purpose beyond yourself, there's a remedy. I can't, I don't want to believe that, you know, all of these diseases are fatal in nature and you, and you're just destined to, you know, die internally. You're not. There's a remedy. There's something you can do and you can heal. But I think part of that healing process is, you know, asking yourself these questions, reflecting, thinking deeply and critically about your relationships. So, you know, I hope we do that. And once again, these are the questions for your self-reflection and possibly for yourself and relational revision. And thank you for joining me on the Pretty Profound Podcast. And remember, you're nobody's maybe, we'll see, or possibly.